back to the Deeper Dive podcast. <laughs> Produced locally in the Roman Catholic Archdiocese of Washington, D.C., here at Sacred Heart Roman Catholic Church in the Plate of Maryland. My name is Bill Winnell, once again, joined by Father Larry Swank. Hey, Bill. And Father Scott Woods. Hey, Bill. Today, we're going to talk about the virtue of patience. Um, not, I would venture to say, any of the hosts' forte, maybe. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Thanks, Bill. <laughs> but, uh, including myself. But anyway, uh, Father. Okay. Great. And, um, yeah, we were thinking about what we talk about, and um, I just thought there's a virtue that I struggle with tremendously. And when you read the lives of the saints and you read also sacred scripture and you read uh, works by theologians, uh, they all say that patience is a very important, and that's uh, lack of a better word, uh, virtue that we all need. And um, so I, I found a couple of really good articles uh, talking about uh, what patience is and what it's not. And uh, and we can talk about ways of growing in this powerful virtue. And then I, I want to emphasize it's a powerful virtue. It's a very powerful virtue that is very difficult because, uh, so first off, let's just go to scripture to start us off. And in the book of James, James chapter one, verse four, it says, and patience hath the perfect work that you may be perfect entire failing in nothing. And so, you know, patience, according to the apostle James, uh, brings us to perfection and our theology, before we go into this discussion, just to kind of, um, you know, talk about what it is. It is uh, both um, a, a grace from God, right? Uh, and it's also, it's a vir- it's a human virtue that must be practiced. So it's it comes from experience, and it's also a grace from God. And it, it, it really, it comes from the virtue of fortitude, which is to endure trials and tribulations without losing our serenity. And, uh, you know, St. Thomas Aquinas basically says that, you know, um, that we are patient uh, when we, uh, he basically says in so many ways, when we don't lose our right use of reason when we're undergoing suffering. And that's a key, key phrase there. Like we don't, we don't kind of like become impulsive or do something that's crazy or do something that's stupid or we react in ways that are irrational because of the suffering. And I think all of us have had experiences where we just exploded over something because we lack patience. So that's kind of the setup. Father Scott, maybe say a few words here. Yeah, and, and and it's a good reminder that it's something, therefore, that we have to constantly ask for, uh, particularly in those moments when we recognize the temptation to the impatience. And, and I often think, particularly those when we're going to be in situations that we know our, our patience is going to be tested, you know, those particular people, um, right. places, um, maybe it's work, uh, that we that we really fortify ourselves through our uh, really turning to the Lord and asking uh, for that patience uh, with that person or that that uh, event that's going to happen that we know it's going to be tested so that we're we're already prepping or preparing you know doomsday preppers <laughs> well you know that sometimes our, our impatience can can cause the near doomsday in our lives or our marriages and so uh, so it's so important to to really ask the Lord uh, ahead of time. Lord, give me the patience I know I normally lack with this person or in this place or in this duty that I have to perform. Right, right. And uh, I found this quote by St. Thomas. This is very interesting. It says, uh, patience, says St. Thomas, is a virtue. Remember, virtue is a good habit. Attached to the virtue of fortitude, which hinders a man from departing from right reason, illumined by faith, by yielding to difficulties 
and to sadness. So actually, he goes so far to say that difficulties, a, a patient person doesn't fall into sadness. Failed on that one. Okay, St. <laughs> Augustine, listen to this. St. Augustine says, without allowing himself to be troubled by vexations, he says, the impatient man, no matter how violent, I think he meant how strong he is, um, he is a weak man. Wow. I mean, it's like a, an impatient man is a weak man. And I, I was talking to Father Drew about this. And it, it's like, you know, even though you got like this really strong football player, blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of like takes his helmet and kicks it and walks off. He just looks like a big baby, you know. And you see that sometimes in professional sports, you know, these he-man figures that just like, you know, they strike out and they just like look like, uh, you know, a two-year-old walking off, off the field. And I, I think there's patience is one of those those virtues of character. Um, that's uh, conditioned, I think, through the endurance of hardships. And one thing I thought was very interesting, in the original language, uh, you know, Pope Benedict mentions this, is that the Greek word, you know, he talks about this in Spes Salve, it comes from two words, hupomone means was patience, the word means long-suffering, to be able to suffer for a long period of time. And I think our problem is we can't suffer for a little bit of time. <laughs> look, 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 if Amazon can't have it in my front door tomorrow, I'm, I'm not ordering it, you know, that's what it's, seriously. I mean, that's right. the way I think right. we all are. I mean, and that's trivializing what we're talking about, you know, but it, it is the truth. I mean, how many, you know, you can't have, you need, need it, need it today. No, our whole right. culture is geared yeah. towards now Have you can have it your way and now. And, and I think uh, that, that we have to recognize the culture itself pushes us towards impatience and the expectation that our needs will be met immediately. And if they're not, there's something wrong with you. Yep. Yeah, and that, that's a great point, Father Scott. I mean, this this concept of, like, we need it now. And, like, you know, like, right now, you know, as I, I want to so bad to get back to parishes. I'm like, all right, let's get this cure now. Let's get this done, you know. Let's get, you know. But I, I think anything in the spiritual life, right, um, I mean, even growing in virtue takes a long time. Uh, so I think there's, like, basically three – I mean, I, maybe we could talk about this – there's, uh, there's kind of three areas where we need patience. And I think it's patience with others, with other people, right? That's, that's uh, in Greek, it's uh, a lot of times the word is makrothomai, which means patience with other people. And it's, it, and I think in some biblical scholars say most impatience comes about with people, right? Uh, patience with um, ourselves, you know, just because things don't go our way or we're not, growing in as fast as we want to. And then patience with, uh, I guess just, uh, tribulations, I think would be like circumstances. Or, I mean, within that is patience with God. There you go. I mean, yeah, with yeah. God, I mean, yeah. that's, that's, I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I think that's, yeah, the, with the circumstance that God permits us to go through and like when we're in praying to God and like, Lord, um, I prayed, you know, two weeks for this, you know, what's going on. So it's fun. yeah. You'd start giving God like your, you know, your, uh, your, your Vita look, man, I, I, last week we talked about this. I <laughs> talked about it again yesterday and still what, you know, hello, you there? Right. Yeah. Father Scott, we, we found this article and you got, we can put a link maybe on the, on the website on 10 ways that we can grow in patience. Father Scott, why don't you pick one that you like and we'll discuss it. Yeah. Ask for the grace. Ask for the grace that you're that you lack. And again, I, I mean, I just think how often I don't think to do that. You know, I kind of know it intellectually, but but do I bring that to mind to ask for what I lack in the moment? Um, because without asking for it, 
The Lord wants us to ask. That way we know from whom it comes. All good things come from the Lord. And so we need to we need to really be willing to ask for it in the moment, particularly that we're feeling or know we're gonna, we're, we're tempted. I like the the uh, you know don't don't let the opportunity don't waste an opportunity of of um, you know, in this case it was talking about with patience or, or suffering for that matter don't waste an opportunity to offer it up you know assign uh, you know assign uh, an intercessory prayer to it. Uh, never, n- never miss that opportunity. Exactly. This happened to me yesterday. Some so just different pieces of bad news were coming my way, and, and I found my mind immediately. I think your heart that can't be. I <laughs> know you never. don't do so well. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's always good news. <laughs> and, I, and I just found myself going like, I want to eat some popcorn. <laughs> I was like, what? And, I, and at the time, I was trying to, you know, just for penitential reasons, not, not eat uh, between meals. I was like, had this great hunger for it. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And I realized, you know, there's this impatience with the, with what was happening and my inabilities and everything. And I had to immediately, I said, you know what, this is a chance to live, to give this over to the Lord. And very shortly after I did, I said, I'm going to, Lord, I lift this up for this person who's going through a great trial. And it, pretty quickly, not immediately, but pretty quickly it faded. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. give into it, but I had to pray for that patience at that moment, I had to recognize that there's something deeper going on here. Like, where's this impatience coming from? Right. And I, I'm, but I, you know, it's, I think there's, I mean, to pray for the virtue of patience is a very dangerous prayer. Just mm. like generally speaking, like mm. God help me be patient. I mean, then you're going to get some kind of trial, but I think what we're talking about here, right. Is when you're in the midst of the bout of I'm about to explode or about to lose my sense of reason, I'm about to go crazy. Lord, help me to handle this, right? I mean, it's like help me to deal with this with serenity. And as Saint Thomas says, not use right, you know, not use my right reason, and to become, you know, totally emotional or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, so hundred percent. What do you think is? Um, I remember reading in uh, a bit Cardinal Timothy Dolan's book on priests from New Millennium, uh, Cardinal Thuan, how he uh, they talked about how he got to the thirteen years of solitary confinement. And in a talk after he was released, I mean, you, I, you know, I can't imagine what that poor man went through in a prison getting beaten every day, you know? And, uh, he said the rosary, he, and he said, he said something like the rosary is a very, is a, is a, uh, a prayer that helps, helps us with patience, you know? Um, that was very interesting the way he, he invoked our lady for that, you know? So what's another thing you got on that list, Father Scott? Contemplate the crucifix. Oh boy. Yeah. All right, Bill, give me some give me some gems on that one. Well, I mean, I think the you know the the obvious take is you you know, you know every time I walk in our own church and I look at the crucifix and it's it you know it's a stark reminder of to stop complaining and at least my um not not talking heavy theo- theology here, but in my you know just the way it affects me is stop complaining. You know, right in front of you is a stark reminder that you have your, your complaints are, you should just be quiet, you know? And, um, so, I mean, th- that's right away. I mean, and I think that's, I've seen that many times, not just for patients, even just, you know, for other, for other ways, uh, stuck in a, you know, pity or pity, having a, your own pity party about yourself or whatever. And you look at that, uh, some more graphic than others. <laughs> you know, I think about the ones the crucifixes in Mexico, you know, maybe, maybe we need to look at those more often than, than the kind of, um, you know, homogenized ones, but uh, yeah, I think it's obvious. Yeah. 
And I think it too is reflecting on the patience that the Lord had in those 15 hours. I, you know, it's interesting not to play the devil's advocate here. I, have you ever, have you read Kevin Wells book on, uh, never heard of him uh, <laughs> uh, on, on, um, uh, father Al Schwartz. Yeah. Okay. And there was something in that there's a, there's one of the last chapters on Calvary and there's something that really struck me when, um, Father Al Schwartz came down with the ALS. You know, he was—he basically, I mean, suffered severely for three years before he died. I mean, it was pretty intense. And he, it was really interesting what he said. He's like, he, you know, that one of the things he turned to was thinking about the passion. Uh, but he said in, in his writings, in prayer, he said, Lord, you had 15 hours. I have three years. Yeah, and I was just going to, to add to what I said earlier about, you know, looking at the, at the crucifix. I, and I won't speak for everyone, but I think, I think it's safe to say many of us, you know, think of the cruci- the crucifixion as is the it certainly is the culminate you know the culmination of the passion. But there was that twelve hours before the crucifix that wasn't exactly a you know a walk in the park right. either. And right. <clears throat> yeah, so to that I I agree. Yeah, but I think too I think what he came up with is even I mean you can't the three years is not even equal to the fifteen hours that our Lord experienced. Sure. I mean, it's the the pain that he went through was just like 15 hours of the most intense agonies and disgusting pain you can ever think about, you know, for for 15 hours. And I think, and I, I guess, I mean, uh, but I guess, I guess here's a question. Okay, so someone, you know, they, they listen, okay, I'm going through some trial right now, you know, lost, you know, my kid is driving me nuts or, you know, got hooked on drugs or, um, you know, kind of took, took a wrong turn or it was physical ailments or, marital problems um what what would you say to a person's like okay i look at the crucifix now what you know what i mean like i'm just saying you you know is it the fact that well this is hope because what this is not going to end this it it looks bad but it ends well correct yeah i'll just say for me it's perspective i mean I, i i i i even though we all like to uh again think ours our 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 tribulations are the worst on the planet Again, it comparison comparatively speaking, right. it always humbles me. I, I'm not saying that works for everyone, but Father, yeah, yeah, and certainly having that aspect of yes, the the resurrections to follow. But I, I really that that as I'm on my crucifix, He's with me, right? You know, He's He's really bearing us up. You certainly right. can't say, Lord, you've never been there. You don't know <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know. right? Right. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, because I often, I often, uh, sometimes the, the meditation I'll give people sometimes to do is, is uh, you know, just as they meditate upon, you know, carrying their cross on Mount Calvary, see Jesus as your Simon of Cyrene. You know, at, at a certain point, Simon of Cyrene took the cross. You know, mm. and and flipping, flipping it. Hmm? Flip it. So yeah. Jesus is helping you with your cross. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. All right, let's get another one. What else you got on that? Uh, meditate upon heaven, your ultimate destiny. It seems to lead right in, you know, just, I, I just find that to be such a, you know, I, whenever I'm, I've been in a place where I feel heavy, the cross, uh, I'll start listening to a lot of talks, um, reading a lot about heaven, about what the saints, what the St. Thomas have to say, or, you know, our sermons on heaven, just to meditate a lot upon, wow, that which is coming Come, that we're coming to is is so much greater and so much longer than any amount of suffering I could ever suffer here. Mm-hmm. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, 
you know, what, what the Lord has awaiting us. So both of you have clearly been in a, in a and I know you, I know, Father Larry, you have, because I can think of the specific moment, but I know both of you have been in the position of, of dealing with people who are, who are, let's just say they're not, right before death, they're not in a exactly uh, uh, receptive place, and they're still that, that very angry. Mm. Selling this, this particular thing we're talking about is having, you know, that it's hard. I would think it's it's not easy all the time. Correct, but I, but one thing, and especially I think a lot of people struggle with kind of imagining what heaven would be like, and I think which I think is is not good. I think I have always told people: no, you have to center on the person of Jesus Christ. You have to center on the reality of Him who loves you, not and the place. perfect love, not the place, yeah. um, and that's what's going to then see you through. I remember a man who was dying, and he would I visit him many times and he rejected the Lord. He had a lot of suffering in life, a lot of disappointment in life, very bitter. And uh, he, he was dying in the hospital and his family fought really hard to get me in during the height of COVID. And fortunately there was a Catholic nurse who just really worked to get me in there. And as I'm talking to him, you know, finally in the midst of all even even greater suffering, the reality that he was probably going to die, he, he recognized, he just kept saying at the end, he said, I want to go home. You know, he was mm-hmm. able to finally write, you know, this is your real home. And and that gave him just this amazing comfort. Not that it took away any of the physical or mental suffering and anguish he was going through. Right. But to know this has this suffering has an end mm-hmm. in in a in an endless joy that awaits and it's just around the corner. Right. I think, you know, kind of piggy I mean that's I think it's well one of the problems I think guys is that if you look up if you Google like heaven description and saints quotes, you can't find anything. You can find tons of stuff on hell, like, you know, like really graphic, good stuff about describing hell. But like heaven's very almost inexplicable in terms of like, you know, we don't have a lot of stuff to kind of help the imagination in some ways, you know. And um, but I think I think that's part of that's part of it is that heaven is well beyond what we can expect. And it it helps us think, well, it's, we're not always going to be this way. And I, you know, Bill, you were asking that question. I remember once, uh, I think I told you a story. It was one on Sacred Heart. And there was, um, I was asked to go visit someone who was a really hard case at a nursing home. And uh, he basically told me to, in so many words, to F off, you know, when I went to his room. And I'm like, oh, okay, really? And I was like, so I, I went up to him, I whispered in his ear. I was like, you're in a lot of pain, aren't you? And he's like, yeah. It's like, do you want this to last for eternity, but worse? And he's, I was like, I'm just going to give you an offer you know, uh, to kind of reconcile and go to heaven. And like, I'm walking out. He's like, Hey father, come on back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I think one of the things is like our Catholic faith teaches us. It's, it's goes back to the cross is that our faith tells us and hope tells us it doesn't, it's not always going to be this way. And I think it's, if you know, and I think we're patient if we know there's going to be an end to this, you know, like, you know, when you're standing, like, well, I think purgatory is like the MVA, you ever, you ever go to the Motor, Motor Vehicles Association? You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been with you and watched. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that is like, talk about like a test of, of patience. You're like, it's like, bing, you know, it's like B27. You got right like, up, And you finally get there and then they tell you, oh, you're missing this one. Yeah, you're missing a piece of paper, you know, one of the th- 14 uh, forms of identification. I'm like, I only brought 13 of them, you know, and it's just like, good grief. But, um. I think, I think it's like, there's this, there's something about knowing that it's not always going to be this way that gives us 
hope and it helps us to endure it better. But I think when we fear that it's never going to go away, then we kind of lose hope and we lose patience. Well, you know I mean? Yeah, and this is why we call the souls in purgatory. You know, they, 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 they are happy. They are happy because they know that it's going to come to an end. Right. And they know, and they, and they're closer to its end than ever before. Nice. So, yeah. all right. So we got, we got the crucifix. We got praying. We got, think about heaven. What else we got? Don't hide it, but share it. <laughs> so we get to complain about it, right? No, no, no. Not complain. Not complain. Okay. All right. Explain that there's a complaining and sharing. Cause I think they could be very, uh, very, uh, the same, but go ahead. What does it say? Yeah, it's, it's recognizing that, that, you know, this is why God puts in our lives a, a good spiritual director, a good priest, a good friend who, especially one that we know is grounded in the Lord. Right. Who will then encourage us. Like we all hopefully have those key friends. And if you don't you need to get a key friend who's grounded in the Lord and right. who can has, has experienced themselves preferably some type of suffering so that they can speak not from theory or just what they read, but from experience of walking with and in the Lord in the midst of suffering. Yeah. And therefore they can help, you know, encourage and give that hope. Um, that's why I love the, the, the title of the, of Weigel's book on Pope John Paul II, Witness to Hope. And this guy had so much suffering, but he was yet a witness to hope. Because right. despite that, he wasn't deformed by it. He right. was conformed unto the Lord. And so it's not dumping, it's just sharing sharing it, like, hey, I need to talk, you know. You know, and, uh, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, it's sharing with your brother or sister in Christ and, and them aiding you and assisting you. Nice. But you ever notice, too, like, with some, like people don't, like, really like to hear, I mean, about one suffering, like, oh, that's great, all right, see ya. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. There, there's this sort of aversion. You stinks, know, stinks to, to be like, you. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh no, I'll pray for you. But um, you know, you get like these cheap answers and stuff like that. But uh, unless the person's been through it, you know, they or they can they can sort of sympathize with it, you know. But I think that that's spot on. You know, I mean, I think especially priest with priest and you know having lay people having like other good lay people friends to talk to. That it's not like I'm complaining, but I'm just trying to. Can you help me with this? Well, I think and, like you said. The importance of, you know, not just a friend who's going to have a quote unquote sympathetic ear, as you said, someone who is not going to agree, you know, grounded in Christ and not. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Well, here's another problem. Okay. We get this all the time. It's like, okay, like, how is that not, or say, say your sufferings because of another person, right? So, I mean, we talk about it's like someone's driving you nuts, like in the office or someone, you know, an employee or employer or whatever. Uh, what's the difference between sharing and gossiping? Ooh. Um, this is like, this is, I mean, not only. Well, and not I, only that, but then you question motives. Why are you sharing? Right. Are you, so, you know. Well, this is, and this is why, like example for, and at least one, you know, one of my good, one of my people I share most with is a priest buddy of mine who's in another diocese. So I don't use names. Oh, there you go. Names they have anything. no idea. He has yeah. no idea who like these that. people are. So, so the beautiful thing is I'm, I'm by no means is he going to know who it is. And, and a lot of people might share with a, a family member who's not connected with the other part of the, the in-laws or right. family member not connected with who you work with. But it, I, I would say that to usually lean towards someone who's not involved <laughs> with that person is a good or thing. Or even a spiritual anyway. director, because that's like, that's like a, that conversation goes nowhere yeah. and it's more of a spiritual nature trying to deal with the struggle that you're going with. Okay. All right. Next one. What do you got? 
Next one is uh, think of Mary and invoke Mary. Maria Conchita, Maria Invoca. Huh. Okay. So our, I would assume like Our Lady of Sorrows, you know, or go to Mary for comfort. Yeah. Yep. Again, she's been there, right? Foot of the cross, all that. You yeah. Know, no, no. Yeah. 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 yeah I love there's um, a meditation. I can't remember which of the books I was reading. Um, but just being St. Saint, Saint John, you know, between the cross and Mary. Right. That we should be, that's, that's our position uh, right. between the cross and Mary. And that, and that, uh, Mary, Mary looks at us, you know, behold your mother. You know, she looks at right. John. Right. Love it. All right. Next. I like that one. Next one is ask for the grace. Okay. You kind of hit that with prayer. It was yeah, pretty close to the other yeah. one. Yeah. Right, another one. Well, I mean, what about, you know, obviously there's there, we know uh, saints who have persevered for, some you think of Saint Monica or, or uh, yeah. others who have you know who kind of, who are kind of the model of patience to look to, right? Yeah, Saint Thomas More. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. Another. Yep. Another one I like is honest conversation with Jesus, Mary, and jo- Saint Joseph. You know, just that this this whole thing where where you're you know you're letting pouring out to the Lord, pouring right. out. Uh, I think you. I had brought up before the Father Stu scene, you know, where he's. Did you bring that up before? I think we talked about that last podcast. I think you did, yeah. About okay. the, you brought it up. You brought it where he was like that really, that really open conversation about his struggle with Mary and Jesus. Yeah. 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 And just that, you know, just doing that, uh, you know, that extemporaneous prayer from the heart. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. What's the next one? Next one is. Offer it up. Do not waste it. <laughs> this is for Father Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Offer it up. Yeah. But that's, I mean, like kind of ties in what we were talking about last time. I mean, even like offering up not saying something, um, you know, or responding at that moment when you're in anger or, you know, you're, you're about to use, you know, you're going to say something that's not really rational or it's, you know, using explicitive or, or something that could be uh, not helpful. I think that those opportunities to, to wait for the right opportunity to speak is key. Yeah. We talked earlier about, you know, you, in, in a lot of cases you can prepare yourselves for, let's just say uh, a Thanksgiving dinner where uncle Larry's going to be there. So you got some, you got some, <laughs> you got some prep time to, uh, right. you know, but, you gotta, uh, but, but many times, but many times you don't. And yeah. Those are uncle the times Larry's, uncle Larry shows up without being invited. <laughs> you know? We weren't ready for you. Well, now you are, you know? Yeah. I think that's, that's key. It just sort of like, right. Is to um, offer it up, but that, that's, that could be anything. And that's, that kind of ties in. Obviously we talked about last, last time is it's it, it, the patience thing. It's, it's, it's one thing to offer up, but then you still have to deal with the pain or you still have to deal with the internal consternation or whatever, if you're dealing with a person or, you know, um, you know, you're dealing with a situation like this is taking forever to, 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 uh, right. happen. Circles, you know? circles back to what we're talking about. Patience, you right. know, how, yeah. how long, hello, it's been two weeks or two years yeah. or, you know, right. Yeah. All right. Another one, Scott, Father Scott. Yeah, this is actually the last one of the, of the 10, uh, three areas where we must especially be on guard and beg for the grace. Mm. And I think you mentioned at the beginning, patience with God, patient with others, patience with ourselves. Hmm. Yeah. So Cardinal Dillon stole that from that article, I think. <laughs> Borrowed. 
He barred it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, can we just say a little bit more patience with God? Yeah, you know? his here, interesting, St. Monica prayed for more than 30 years for the conversion of her family, but through patience it happened. Not only was her son, Augustine, converted, but also her husband and her mother-in-law. Right. Good things. Good things happen for those who wait. Right. Well, and, and that we can, I often have to remind people, especially because I think it's one of the hardest things for Christian, for Catholics is when you have a child whose soul's in danger and the, and the grandkids aren't baptized and, you know, how, how many families have this and, and it's like, God, I'm doing all these things and you're not, you're not like answering my prayer. It's like, he's not a genie. <laughs> okay. He's not a genie. He works with our free will. Yeah. Or, or him, a toy know, that we take off the shelf when we only yeah need something. Or, or just that. You know that he knows the right time and the right. It's not because he wants to delay it, but that person we're praying for has to be in the right place to receive it. Right, right. Yeah, I was, I was thinking. I don't know, know is a great example, but I was even. thinking. You know, I'm just like, looking at you sitting there in that chair. You look like the epitome of patience. Look, look, <laughs> at, look at you. If I could stay like this, I'd be a. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Forever. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Ten minutes from now. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, here's a, here's an interesting example, like someone who's waiting to get an annulment. Mm. Yeah, oh, like, I can tell. I mean, right now, we, oh gosh. we, we I have, mean, for example, we had a couple who was fully expected to be brought into the church last Easter. Right. They're, they're still going through the process. And I mean, you know, she, she semi-patiently emails me, you know, once a month, any word, any word. And yeah, yeah I mean, I get, and, and to their credit, they're still going to mass every weekend holding wow. their end of the bargain up, you know, wow. and I would say patiently waiting, you know, wow. knowing, going through the process that they've been asked to do, you know, happily done all the paperwork and they're waiting. And like I said, not, co not complaining, at least outwardly and still, you know, waiting. And it's, it's great to see. Cause you know, it's, it's a worry. I mean, many, you know, I can, I, I really thought we would lose them. I mean, just, because and it's of, edifying. Yeah, sure. Them like stick stick to it, even though they're not getting what they want quickly. You know. Yep. You know, it's really interesting. It's something that just kind of dawned on me because you know, we look, I think we look at patience as kind of like you know, grin and bear it, but like it's actually, I think, a very freeing virtue because you don't waste energy. Well, right. So I was going to say, there's there's tolerating something in, right. in, under the guise of patience, but then there's actually being patient. Right. I think it's a huge difference. Yeah. Gracefully, tolerating gracefully. Yep. So there is, there is a toleration, obviously, because they're like, I mean, can we get married, you know, so we yeah. can go to communion and all this other stuff. But, but then there's like, but I, I can't think, can you imagine like how awesome it's going to be for them when they get their first communion and they get married in the church and like, you know, all that, all that stuff is going to be just so, so powerful because yep. of waiting <laughs> for this great moment, you yep. know? So, all right. Well, I think we've, I'm I'm kind of losing patience here, so let's uh let's end <laughs> shocker. I got I got stuff to do. Oh, like, I bet. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh anyway, no, I actually got mass at five. I got a big crowd of two people coming, my sister and her brother in law. Wow. Come Very to mass good. today in this beautiful church. Yeah, for sure. That's uh, it's really beautiful. So Father, uh would you please give us a, a blessing and maybe uh pray that we all maybe receive in a bigger fashion that the grace of more patience in our lives. Definitely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your patience with us uh, that you, in uh, Compline, uh, just a couple of nights ago, had written, 
uh, O Lord, and weary is your love for us. And weary is your love for us. You never weary of us. And so we ask, Lord, that you may give us that same patience uh, with you, with ourselves, and with others, uh, knowing that you are the first one to show us you uh, how to be patient by the way in which you show it to us and all the peoples of the world whom you give life to every day. And we ask, Lord, that you may bless us in such a way that we might uh, truly embrace all that you bring into our way, all the crosses, all the difficulties, seeing these as further rungs in the ladder that are meant to lead us to heaven and to the joy of that home which will be without end. And this we pray, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Amen.